Hello and welcome to the third episode of Malcast, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything nerdy. I'm the Nerd General, BusterBoo99, otherwise known as Kennedy, and today we have a lot to talk about. Um, We are going to be discussing nerdy news like always, and then we are going to be breaking down uh, the main topic today, which is how online gaming has affected me, and then we will also go into a little bit of what I think the best... um, online services are that you can use to improve your online gaming skills and then we will also be introducing a brand new segment which uh will be a little interesting we'll see how it goes and if you guys like it make sure you tell me uh through one of the many ways that you can do that so without further ado let's get into the show Alright, so today we are going to begin beginning off by talking about our nerd news of the week, and in this week we are going to be discussing the brand new and uh, latest uh, release that Samsung has come out with. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, and that is the Samsung Galaxy Fold. It is the... Uh, you know, a front runner in the folding phone industry. Um, I know there have been many plans and people have been discussing a folding phone now for a while, but uh, this is one of the first that I have seen um, really, you know, be, and it's from a very large company and follows a very large company's name being Samsung. Uh, and so I'm basically going to break down if you guys didn't go and watch the press release, uh, you can go to Samsung's website and find the press release. That's basically all I watched just because um, why else do you need to watch anything else? I mean, you watch the press release, you learn pretty much everything of it, and then I'm going to form my own opinion based around that. So the first thing that uh, you obviously want to discuss about is the fact that it is a folding phone, um, and it's a little bit different than the, uh, I forget what the original fo- folding phone uh, concept was that came out a little while ago, um, where it was uh, a front screen and a back screen that opened up um, to be a tablet. Uh, in this case, though, the Samsung has technically three uh, screens, if you want to count that, Um Technically, it's only two because the two screens are connected, but basically the inside screen is uh, where you're going to find your tablet screen, and then on the outside, there is your screen with the phone. So it kind of looks like a very thick uh, smartphone that you can then unfold and open like a book, and that's where you find your tablet screen. Um, And it, it looked pretty good. I mean... Uh, based on the way the guy was holding it, it's definitely a thicker phone, so I'll be interested to see how cases work for it, too, um, because I feel like it's one of those phones that a, a case might not actually be available for it, um, and if that's the case, you know, what are um, the precautions for, you know, preventing your phone from breaking, because uh, there's, there's now a huge screen to worry about, and I'm interested to see how the hinges keep up over time and if you drop it how that might affect the hinge and how the whole screen can crack and things like that basically the uh the concept behind it is that the uh phone is um it uses the infinex or infoflex screen or something like that to basically allow you to uh have a folding phone um it has six cameras, which is kind of absurd, uh, three cameras on the back, um, two cameras on the inside, and one camera on the front. I don't know why you need three cameras on the back. I did not get that information. I imagine it has something to do with portrait mode, depth perception, and the ability to do 4K video. Because um, at this point in time, if you're releasing a brand new smartphone, I imagine it has to do 4K because every other phone on the market um, pretty much offers 4K at this point in time. So uh, another big news and the reason why I wanted to talk about a smartphone is because I ended up getting a brand new smartphone. Uh, I got the uh, Google Pixel 3. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty relatively new phone in terms of uh, things that have, you know, come out recently. And so I'm interested to see uh, how um, the Google Pixel holds up. Uh, through the test of time, and I'm interested to see how this phone will hold up through the test of time, uh, because you know I've or majority of phones become outdated at certain points. Um, the next big thing that the phone has um, is on the tablet side of it, it has uh, the ability to. 
do three application multitasking, which is pretty cool, except for the fact that I could not see really any practical use in that um, other than if you really wanted to text, watch Netflix, and then do some other net, uh, application without having to switch ever. Um, but it, it was pretty cool how they have it programmed in to be able to do it. Basically, uh, you have um, the left side that would equal about the same size as a standard smartphone screen um, is going to be your full screen. And then the right side of the tablet screen is going to be split into two different applications. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. I mean, the the idea of being able to do that is something that's neat. But then also, if you want the application to be larger, you just hold and drag over and switch it with whatever one you would like to switch it with, um, which was awesome. And then if you are looking at something on the front screen, when the uh, when you're in phone mode, you can open up to the tablet and it will resume wherever you left off on your phone mode, which that was a pretty cool thing that I thought uh, was definitely um, something that, you know, was... I was glad to see because if you think about it, um, if you don't have the, uh, you know, ability to switch through it that easily, then that would kind of defeat the point of switching between phone and tablet, you know, um, which this is a two in one. The guy did point out that this is your first ever phone that really is a two in one phone and tablet, um, which was pretty interesting. The next thing that I thought was crazy is it has a whopping 12 gigabytes of RAM, which, you know, for a phone is kind of ridiculous. I don't know exactly how much other phones have in comparison, but, uh, you know, 12 gigabytes of RAM is, that's pretty significant. I mean, most computers, uh, I know, for instance, my laptop runs off of eight, uh, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and my PC that I built runs off of 16 gigabytes. So it's sitting right there in the middle between, uh, you know, 8 gigs and 16 gigs, which is, I mean, you're going to be able to run some serious, like, you could run some basic games on that, that, uh, that, that, I mean, you know, that you wouldn't normally be able to run on a phone. Um, I don't really know what other, uh, phones are running at right now, because I don't really keep up with, uh, smartphones that much, but, I mean, that's pretty impressive if you think about it, um, but I mean, at the same time, to be able to do three task multitasking flawlessly, that makes sense to be able to offer uh, 12 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, the starting storage on it is 512 gigabytes. I still don't understand how people use more than 64 gigabytes. Um, I never have had larger than 64 gigabytes on a phone, and I have never used more than 64 gigabytes of phone, and that is with me daily vlogging. Now, yes, obviously, I have to transfer over files every now and then, um, so I guess I do fill up my 64 gigs, but at the same time, like, I don't need all of the stuff on my phone. I don't know what people are doing where they have, you know, 512 gigabytes, because I know people that easily have filled up a 512 gigabyte uh, phone and I'm like what are you doing plug it into your computer and back up some of that stuff and delete it you do not need 512 gigabytes of data that's half a terabyte pretty much a uh, half a terabyte of information on your phone what are you like you do not need that much information but um, anyways the uh, final thing um, about the phone that you know is crucial information in my eyes is the price um, and it is starting out at uh, $1,980. That is what it's starting out as. I imagine, um, given technology changing here, uh, I know that 512 gigabytes last time I checked was the largest, uh, micro SD card that you could get. Um, so I don't think there's going to be much room to wiggle in terms of increasing storage, but, uh, the other things that they changed, it said, was based on carrier, um, and I did not see Verizon being one of those carriers at the time. I saw uh, T-Mobile's name and Sprint's name. I didn't see anybody else's name on there, so I don't know if uh, who's going to be carrying it. Um, once again, I uh, just watched the press conference, and it was... Uh, you know, that was pretty much it. So uh, there'll be a link in the description of this podcast to the press conference if you would like to watch it. Um, I just watched the edited one that came out by The Verge. So I wasn't really, you know, I didn't watch the entire thing. So they might have mentioned those things and I just missed them. If they did, let me know. Um, but 
you know, let, let's let's discuss what this phone uh, means. Um, for one, it has triggered Apple to uh, begin designing it, and they are working on um, patenting patent making a patent for a uh, blueprint for a folding phone themselves, which if Samsung is coming out with a Galaxy phone that is $1,900, let's just say $2,000 because it's literally just 20 bucks away from a from, you know, $2,000. Um, imagine how much Apple was going to charge for that, considering the fact that Apple is, you know, pretty standardly uh, more expensive. And again, this keeps on bringing the rise that the more smartphones increase in technology, the more expensive they get, even though technology is getting easier to acquire. Um, I personally would not buy this phone. I, I wouldn't see the purpose in having it because I also don't really use a tablet. Um, I've never really been a big guy of, you know, a big fan of tablets. Um, I either will have my laptop or my phone. Uh, I don't really ever have seen the need in a tablet. I also uh, have never been a fan of, you know, two-in-one computers either. I, I think having a touchscreen computer is cool, and I think that the people who have, like, the Surface Pros and stuff like that that can fold into a tablet, I think that's cool, but at the same time, I just don't see the practicality in owning one of those uh for me, at least, this is, you know, all personal based here. And, you know, you can uh, leave your, your, uh, you know, synop- synopsis. I don't think that's really the word I was looking for. But you can leave your, you know, opinions down below and, you know, talk about what you think uh, about it. But overall, I think that, you know, a $2,000 phone, even though it is, yes, a tablet and a smartphone in one, that's kind of, that's kind of steep. And, for a phone that, in my eyes right now, would not have a very good, you know, uh, case on it, I certainly hope um, they have a good protection plan on it. And if I, if I were to buy this phone, I would definitely purchase the, uh, you know, the protection for it. But I mean, again, nineteen hundred nineteen. What is it? One thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars for a phone that also is a tablet. I mean, how much do a tablet? does a tablet cost compared to you know you could probably buy a phone and a tablet together and it would be cheaper but i don't know i i just personally don't see the practicality in spending two thousand dollars on a phone um that's kind of ridiculous to me um the other thing that i noticed about it was that like there just seems to be a lot of ways that this phone can break and i don't see a you know, it's not going to be like a, hey, you can go to your mall kiosk and get this fixed because it's probably going to be something where only Samsung is going to have the solution to fixing it, um, which will make, you know, repairs probably more expensive unless they come out with some, you know, plan where if you break this phone, you can do it. But good news is, is you get some wireless Samsung earbuds uh for free when you purchase the $2,000 phone. So, you know, just a little cherry on top of the cake for you there. You get a, a tablet, a phone, and a pair of wireless earbuds for the low, low price of $2,000. Um, but, you know, basically to break this whole thing down, phones are changing. And uh, I think it's cool that folding phones are a thing. Um I just I just don't see the practicality in it. Uh, it seemed a little thick overall. Um, the 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 phone did. It seemed kind of thick to put into a pocket, but they said it didn't feel that thick and it was relatively portable. I don't see a practical way to have a case on it to protect it. Um, I don't see a practical way of repairing it without having a some form of repair plan that would make it relatively less expensive to get it repaired. And I don't see a good way of pricing this thing out to where you would be able to justify someone paying $2,000 for a smartphone that is probably going to be obsolete in two to three years. I mean, it's not like, I mean, yeah, you could probably keep it for longer than that. I know I keep my smartphones longer than that, but you know, many people like to get the newest and latest, greatest phones every single time. Well, what's going to be, I mean, you know, they're going to have the, uh, what is it? Galaxy fold two coming out like maybe a year and a half two years after that and it's just going to have the same features just upgraded a little bit i mean where are we going to go from here and here was the next thing that uh it said 
Um, it said that it could run on LTE or 5G, and I, I haven't really looked into 5G that much. I still don't really understand it, but um, what? why would you not go with LTE? Like, And Sprint is the only one that offers 5G at this point in time. So what is 5G, and why has no other company come out with it yet? Um, you know, like we started out at 3G, and now we're going to uh, – we went to uh, – you know, 4G, then LTE, or 4G, 4G LTE, then LTE, and now we're up to 5G. Uh, how much faster can it get? Because LTE was created because the fact that it could keep on getting faster. Um, LTE is a all-encompassing thing for anything that gets faster, and that was why the, they stopped going with the Gs and they just switched to LTE. So it kind of it kind of eliminates the 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 idea of having LTE in there, and it um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of makes LTE obsolete and ruins the name LTE. But anyways, that's enough about this uh, foldable phone. Let's get into the main topic today, which is uh, how online gaming has affected me. Um, you know, me being a nerd, I do enjoy myself a lot of online games. Um, I would much rather play a game online or with friends, uh, you know, whether it's online or not. Um, just playing a game with friends is a lot more fun than playing a game uh, by myself. There are a few games that I can play solo for a little bit, like Minecraft is obviously one of the games that I can play solo. But once again, I still am a firm believer that Mojang missed a huge opportunity by allowing people to have dedicated servers through Mojang and, um, you know, not having to pay for it. Now, obviously, you can get a realm now. I don't personally believe that you should have to pay to be able to play with your friends, and there's really no easy way of setting up a server. Uh, you know, that runs efficiently um, without having to either pay or go through a third-party service where you have to sit in a queue and watch ads for a little bit before you can actually play for a limited time before they kick you off because somebody else wants to play on a server. Um, so personally, not a huge fan of uh, that, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're going to be discussing uh, why I... Um, absolutely love online gaming and why I think that it is something that people misunderstand and don't see the true potential and or the true, uh, you know, reason why people love online gaming. And this is going to be coming from, you know, just things that I've heard from people, um, especially recently with, you know, esports becoming as big as it is and people not understanding still what esports means and how you know, how esports can be a big thing. And that could be a whole nother discussion if you guys want to hear me talk about esports. But today we're going to be just discussing online gaming. So um, let's get into it. So my first online gaming experience was uh, playing Halo 3 with friends, um, which we would get into Forge and we would just go and play around in Forge, which that was an absolute blast. I mean, if you guys never played Halo 3 Forge, it was so much fun. Any of the Halo Forges were actually fun. Um, basically, Forge is like uh, a sandbox mode in the game of Halo where you could spawn in vehicles, items, and things like that, and basically just goof off and play, uh, you know, goof off and play around. Um, and that was what my friends and I did, and that was my first online gaming experience, and it was nice because my friends would come over, and they would hang out, we'd play Halo there at my house or at their house, and then I'd have to go home, or they'd have to go home, but we could still continue the fun online, and it was something that was able to, you know, keep us connected even though we were, you know, two houses down, but... As I uh, as I grew up, I began to play um, Call of Duty online, and that was where I uh, that was where we you know would form clans, and everybody had a clan. At, you know, back in the good days of like MW2, MW3, uh, the original Black Ops, everybody had a clan, whether it was official or not. You all had the same group of people that you played with, and you guys had a name, and you guys identified as that name. Everybody had a clan, um, and I know that I. Uh, originally was wanting to, um, you know, start an actual clan and start actually competing and things like that. I never really got into that until around Black Ops 3, which, you know, that's a long time from MW2. Um, but I, I still had friends that I played with, and that was a great experience because it was a time where you could challenge somebody online 
go and play them online and then they would you'd be able to see how your f- group of friends were able to compete against another group of friends and uh like clan wars and things like that were um a very popular thing uh and then the next big step i really had in online gaming and i might have had these two mixed up honestly this one might have come first before i want to say this one actually did come first before uh, Call of Duty was a big thing for me, and that was um, uh, a Roblox online. Um, if you guys never played Roblox, it used to be really good. I know it's kind of like a meme now, and uh, a lot of people you know, bash on it, but it, it used to be a completely different game than what it is now. Um, it used to have a more Lego-like uh, it was uh, very blocky. It was like Minecraft and Lego had a love child, and that was what the game was that you got. Um, it was never uh, like these weird rounded shapes that you see now, and it was never all the weird servers that you can get on, and it was never all the virus-filled areas and things like that. It used to be a very fun game, and my friend and I began a clan in that game where we would play on different servers, and then we got really into the programming of uh, certain things in that game. Um, it had its own uh, engine, and I don't, I don't remember what engine it was, what coding language it was, anything like that, um, but him and I would code different things, and then we would actually uh, sell our services using in-game money to go into other people's servers and program in different things for their server. Um, So we were basically like an IT team on this game. Uh, We would make, you know, um, like the one thing that my friend uh, made, he was very good at the whole programming thing. He got very into it, and I'm shocked he didn't go into uh, computer, um, like, uh, computer engineering or anything like that. But basically, he designed a... Uh, retina scanner for doors in um, Roblox and the way that it worked was that it would actually just go off of your username but you had to put your head in this box and then that was when it would register what your username was but it wouldn't ever tell you that it was reading your username it was saying that it would uh, scan your retina uh, which was it was something that was cool and you know being you know young it was fun and things like that but the best experience that I had on that game was when we did a deal with somebody and I was a sniper lookout for this deal um, we basically uh, we got into a fight with another clan uh, when we were playing I want to say it was paintball because that was another big thing that my friend and I did we loved the paintball um, Roblox games and I think we challenged a clan to a paintball game, but we canceled because we didn't have enough players because it was my friend and I, and then one of his friends were supposed to come on, and it was supposed to be a 3v3 game, but we didn't have the right people, like the right number of people, and we had to cancel, and the other guy got super angry about it and asked to meet with us, and so what we did instead was we... um we went and we went on to a city server where like and this all just happened like throughout the the chat that was on the game where you would message each other but then also in server chat and it was just you know us frantically typing at each other um but we basically had agreed to go in and go into a city server together and we would you know hash out the argument there well my friend was worried he's like dude, what if they, like, you know, attack me or something in this game? Because, like, we were, you know, we got into, like, the whole role-playing side of it and things like that, and it was a really fun time. But he's like, what if they attack me? And I'm like, well, they won't attack you. What if I sit up in a building with a sniper and I look out from uh, from a window at the meeting place? He's like, well, that's a good idea. So what we did was I literally went and I found a uh, black market dealer in the game of Roblox in the city uh, server because we had scheduled a time to meet, and uh, I, we had scheduled a time to meet, so we got on there and got on the time to. And before we had the scheduled time to meet, I went and located this black arms dealer, and basically went and bought a sniper rifle, found the area, rented out the room so that I could sit up there, and then we had the little meetup zone, and I sat there and looked at my friend and this random guy who owned a clan. Um, sit there with his sniper 
or I sat there with the sniper, and he would just sit there, and they were frantically typing back and forth. Nobody was moving, nothing, because there wasn't voice chat at the time, or at least we didn't use it, and so it was literally just sit, stand, standing there, staring at these two people, frantically typing at each other, um, and it was just a really fun time. You know, it was things like that, that you could you could just have a fun time doing something silly, like frantically typing at your friend, um, that, you know, y- you got his back while you're sitting in up, a, up in a building that you, you know, it was, it was just fun things like that. And then um, from there, he ended up getting, uh, we ended up getting approached by one of the larger clans. They were called Jaws Clan. And we had become friends with them. And then somebody was doing a wedding. Um, this was another thing that we ended up doing. Uh, somebody was doing a wedding between um, two clans. It was the Jaws clan, and I forget the other one. The only reason why I remember Jaws was because it was like one of the top clans of Roblox, and we became friends with the owner and stuff like that. So we were like, you know, popular to say in, in the Roblox community, and uh, we we. Um, they were they were marrying between two different clans, so it would merge the clans together, and then Jaws became bigger because of that. Um, but <laughs> I didn't get invited to the wedding, but my friend did because I said that I had made the guy mad based on something I had said or something like that, and I ended up becoming a wedding crasher. And the way that we used to do this was that my friend would have uh, – he had um, a computer up in his room, and so I'd bring over my laptop – and we would basically sit in the same room and play the games. But I didn't get invited, and he didn't, so he had to go to the wedding. And so instead, basically, I joined the server, and I was a wedding crasher then. I literally ran around, and in the game, there was, like, a whole bunch of random items that you could get and things like that. And I forget what item I used, but, like, I basically just ran around with this item. And I, th- I want to say it was, like confetti or something just obnoxious like that and I just ran around in circles around these people and then I would get kicked off but because my friend was still in there I could join in because you would it was allowed you know friends of friends to join and so I just kept on joining back in and I was just becoming a wedding crasher in this game and that was just it was so much fun because you could goof off with your friends and then be able to hang out with them. And then, like, when I had to go home, if I would go home, we could still hang out because we would call each other. Um, this was before I had a cell phone. So we would end up calling each other on the house phone. And I remember, like, there was days where, like, it would get to, like, six hours, six to eight hours of us just sitting there and talking on the house phone. We might not even have been playing a video game for that long. We might have just been walking around the house, cleaning our room or things like that. And there was points where, like, my mom was like, hey, Kennedy, I need you to get off the house phone so that I can call somebody real quick. And I was like, okay. So I would have to hang up, and then I'd call them back. And, like, like I had my friend's phone number memorized. I don't even have my friend's phone number memorized now, but I had it memorized then um, for his house phone, not even his cell phone. Uh, but that was the fun, that was just the fun, like the funniest thing to do. Um, and of course, back then too, like my house phone didn't have a speaker. It didn't have anything like that. I couldn't plug in headphones. So I literally would sit there with the house phone, like on my shoulder against my ear while playing video games. That was the, that was the key right there. That was how you, um, did it. And like through this, I made a lot of friends, you know, like it wasn't like I just, uh, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't just me and my friends. We were able to, I was able to meet friends of friends. Like, uh, I know at one point I had joined, um, this was back in Call of Duty slash Gears of War time. Uh, I want to say it was Gears of War 3 um, and Call of Duty Black Ops, I want to say, was the uh, time frame. We, it was either Black Ops or Black Ops 2, uh, but it was around the time that Gears of War 3 had come out. And my friend and I, we wanted to start a Gears of War 3 clan and start playing the one ball game. And I forget what it is, but we were playing that, and my friend and I basically started doing the the horde of zombies the waves of zombies i forget what or not zombies but the gears of war monster things and my friend and i we started doing that and we would meet people because it was an online it was partially an online game so like you could go into uh random lobbies with these other people and we eventually meet met other people that we then started a clan with um where we would sit there and do that and then they they had the well the one ball game i forget what it was called um where you could actually uh you know, do that, and, um, 
somebody just discord messaged me sorry if you heard that and they're messaging me again i'm gonna mute my computer because of that uh but we'll get to discord in a second actually um and but it was the same thing where i didn't have a cell phone so i would have to use my house phone to call people and um that was how we we conversed i mean it was just like those simple things but back to the point of you know making friends we made friends from these video games and that was something that was uh really cool and a majority of these people I don't, you know, stay in contact with. Um, but there are, um, there have been a few people I've met over video games and stuff like that that I've, you know, remained in contact with over the years. Um, and you know that that's really cool to be able to say like, hey, I I met this person playing this game, and you know, it's just cool to be able to meet you know like minded people and be able to do similar things like that and. Um, but, like, that wouldn't be possible if it weren't for, you know, the online gaming community. Um, but then it also helps keep friends, too. That's something that a lot of people don't talk about is online games allow you to keep your friends that you have because, um, you know, you friends move away and things like that. But you can still play those games with people online. Like, it, it, that's the nice part about it is that... Um, you know, you you have a friend, he moves away or she moves away, um, and you can then be able to still meet up with them in an online world and play games with them. I know that uh, that was one way that I kept up with his friend was playing with uh, them on World of Warcraft because he had moved away, and he didn't move away, like, super far, but, like, when you're a kid, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, go places because your parents are busy. It's, you know, if they work, it's hard to you know, find a good time to meet up with your friend. But, you know, we played World of Warcraft with each other um, and we were able to play online and we'd meet up and hang out. And then we played, uh, what was it? It was Pirates of the Caribbean. But I forget the, um, I forget like the, the name of it, but it was like a Pirates of the Caribbean MMORPG game. We would play that just constantly. It was the best thing ever. Um, and we would play that constantly, and when he moved away, we were still able to keep in touch by playing that game. And that is what kept us, like, you know, close, um, was an online game. And that's, like, why I think that, you know, online games get a bad rep is because people are like, oh, you're just sitting there playing with random people online. But it's, like, it's not random people. Yes, sometimes you play with just random people, and you, but you can form friendships based on that. I know... Uh, a couple of a handful of people that have you know met people online um, and begun dating them and things like that, and then met them. You know they were long distance relationshiping it, but they met them through a video game, and the online game is what kept them you know together. And that's why I always say like I feel like I have more online friends than I do real life friends, or you know my online friends know more about me than my real life friends do, which is true because like. You know, you get you you find people that you meet and you hang out with them long enough and you, you know, you form a better relationship than some of the people that you probably, you know, see every single day just because, you know, that person you might see at work every day. They might not be your best friend, but you, you know, the person that you play a video game with might be your best friend. But anyways, um, back to like how it can help you um, and why I think they get a bad rep is because like people don't see their full potential. They see it as, um, oh, it's just random people. They don't ever see it as a chance to meet new people and a chance to, you know, explore, you know, other, you know, niches and stuff like that. Like if you, if you form a group of people, you can find out what they're into and like what they, they enjoy working on. And you can just basically expand your, your knowledge and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just something that was cool. Um, the next like big step I would say that was in my like online gaming um you know circle was probably streaming or making YouTube videos. YouTube videos came first. Um so YouTube was kind of a big thing because you know you would see all these other gamers that would post videos and things like that. But I actually met up with a few smaller YouTubers and was able to make videos um with them at some point or another. And that was the cool thing was being able to record videos with people because it was a different um, it's a different feeling when you're recording a video versus when you are sitting here uh, just playing with your friends alone. You know, being able to share that experience with other people online was something that was crazy. And, you know, being able to play online with friends 
was something that was awesome. But when you could record it and then save those memories where your friends and your other friends could then go and watch it, it was something completely different and just awesome. I'm just going to grab some water real quick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was just super fun. Uh, but then, you know, YouTube also allowed me to meet new people through the comment section and through commenting on people's videos and uh, things like that. And then we moved on to streaming, which I used to stream, uh, you know, I streamed a little bit here and there, and then I became more serious about it, obviously, like I am now, um, even though I haven't streamed in a couple probably a couple weeks at this point. Um, but you know, it's just hard to sit down and stream cause you know, you don't want to stream for just like 20 minutes. Like it's not like a YouTube video where you could sit down and record a YouTube video in 20 minutes and go on your merry day and upload it and you'd be good to go. But you know, streaming, you actually want to put some time and dedication into it. So it's hard to be able to do that. But anyways, um, Streaming was the next big, like, online platform with online gaming that I actually uh, got into. Somebody's calling me, so give me a second. Hello? Hello? Beers? Studying? Okay. Okay. All right. See you. All right. Sorry about that. All right, so yeah, streaming was the next big step in like the online gaming community that I got into, and being able to play games online live for people really allowed people to come in and communicate with you right then and there, opposed to you know uploading a video. And um, I also feel like you get more exposure when you're uh, you know live streaming opposed to uploading a video. You don't get as much exposure. Um, people are more likely to chat with you in an online. Uh, stream than they are to uh, you know comment on a video but um, I've met so many people through streaming that um, you know I've stuck around with my stream forever a, a good example of this is uh, Teak Snipes if you guys have ever been in my stream his name's Teak Snipes uh, we just call him Teak um, I actually met him playing Black Ops 2. He challenged me to a 1v1 quickscoping match, and I ended up beating him. Um, and then through it, I basically I had recorded it, and I said, oh, well, you can go and find the recording online. You can go to uh, YouTube.com, and then I just basically plugged my channel. He went and checked it out. Uh, but then I friended him on uh, Xbox, and then eventually I started streaming and he came and hung out in my streams and then he came and hung out in, uh, you know, after my streams, he hung out, he came and hung out in, um, the live streams more and more often whenever I would, you know, stream. And that was something that was cool because you would, you would be able to communicate with people that, um, you met through an online game. Um, but then like, you know, it was kind of hard there was no, you know, we used to use, uh, was it X-Fire, I think is what it's called, um, as like the the way to talk to people because TeamSpeak, I do believe it used to cost money and that's why we didn't end up using it. And then Skype was just never really that reliable and Skype got annoying. But uh, a big revolution came when Discord became a thing and Discord became super popular and Discord, you know, that is the the next step for me um, in terms of online gaming because it allowed for me to, you know, stick with other people online in a server where you could see what game they're playing, you could invite them to play a game, you could, uh, you know, voice chat with them, you can 
just type chat with them and it's all free and you know all you have to do is download it and invite people and you're good to go um and that was something that was insane because i ended up getting into servers with my friends who would then invite me to other servers and you know it just is kind of like a spider web and you know you would spiral out to all these different uh places where you could meet with other people and stuff like that and i ended up actually coming across a group from another friend who majority of the people don't even live in the United States. They live in Canada and I've met them through that and I've expanded my streaming to stream with them and I've streamed games with them. I've recorded videos with them. I have, uh, you know, I just stick around and I play games with them and that's just something that's amazing because it gives you the opportunity to meet with other people, um, without actually having to meet with them. Like you could, in theory, I'm, I'm still convinced that Discord could be used for businesses as well. Um, you could run a conference meeting using only Discord and people would get the same effect as if you met in a boardroom. I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, that, that was just something that was crazy. Um, but yeah, Discord really just expanded uh, where online gaming would go. I mean, there was... The first summer that I got Discord, I was up from probably 6 uh, p.m. till 4 a.m. hanging out with people online. Um, You know, I'd work on homework for a little bit. I'd play some video games for a little bit. And then I would just sit there and talk with them even. We would watch Netflix together. We would just basically do the thing where you go like 3, 2, 1, and you start Netflix at the same time. Um, we would watch TV shows together, watch Netflix together. Um, and then, you know, we would play games together. And that was the big thing was like, you could play games with the person, but you could also voice chat with them while you play the game. And that was just, and it would be groups of people too. It wasn't like you had to be individual talking. You could have, you know, there was nights where we had eight, nine people in a chat and it was all just us just sitting there chatting. And it was just so much fun. Um, But yeah, so overall, I think that online gaming gets a bad rep because it seems like an antisocial thing. But I think it all comes down to how you end up presenting it yourself because you could, you know, sit yourself into a position where, um, you know, you get, you know, all of your friends together to play and you could... uh, yeah, I mean, you, you guys get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just kind of trailing off at this point. Um, but yeah, so let's get into our third and final segment today, which will be... All right, so let's get to the final thing today uh, before we end up closing out, which is going to be a new segment called Board Game Updates. Basically, uh, I wanted to create a board game, and the only way I know to do that is to uh, experiment with it. So today we are basically going to sit down for a couple minutes and discuss um, where we are in the board game making process. And this is going to be the first update, obviously, because... Uh, I haven't done any before, so I basically want to start out by uh, talking about my last brainstorming session that I had um, where I'm trying to decide which board game I want to create. So without further ado, let's get into uh, our next segment being board game uh, creation, I guess. Um, so yeah, I I wanted to create a board game after playing uh, you know, just countless different games. Um, I really enjoy playing different board games, and I think that board games are something that is really fun to play when you get a good group of people to play them and things like that. And so I decided, hey, why not create a board game? So um, I sat down and I began brainstorming the different types of games that I wanted to make. Uh, And I, I, you know, there's dungeon crawlers, there's dice games, there's card games, there's, you know, full out board games, there's strategy, there's adventure, there's. You know, there's just so many different game styles that you can make. And, you know, board games is kind of a very, um, 
you know, broad term. You know, there's different types of board games. There's simple board games like Shoots and Ladders, but then you have very complex games like uh, Access and Allies or Risk or things like that where, you know, you, you have a board game that could last, you know, f- couple days even um i know like with axis and allies for instance there was times where my friends and i would play for like three days because we just couldn't finish the game and it's just things like that you know um but anyways uh i wanted to start a board i wanted to create a board game and so the um the idea that i came up with was that i wanted a board game that was uh somewhere between super easy like shoots and ladders and uh you know, um, as complex as Axis and Allies, leaning more towards the Axis and Allies side. Uh, if you're looking at a 1 to 10 scale in terms of difficulty, I wanted like a 6 or a 7, um, just because, you know, I think those games are more fun, they are more involved, and they have more replay value. Um, and that's a big thing that I think board games uh, really need to look into more is, you know, what is the replay value? Before I play a game, I look into, you know, how many people can I play it with? Because if the game only requires 10 people, or if the game requires 10 people to play with, it's probably not going to get played by me because I don't have 10 people to play a board game with. So my goal is to make a game that can be played between two and six people. Um, uh, that That's just kind of my general, you know, that's, that's the typical size of my friend group. So I want to be able to make a game um, where you can play with as little as two people uh, and still have just as fun with six people. And so um, that's kind of where we fall in there. Uh, so difficulty, you know, in learning the game, it's going to be a little bit longer of a, you know, time to learn the game and learn how to play it. Um, but I think overall it'll be more fun because you can have, you know, a pretty wide range of people to play with. And then I decided, you know, I want a very nice detailed board. I want cards that have information about different things and I want you to be able to roll dice because I think when you're rolling dice in a game it's more uh, you know it's more exciting like risk it's really exciting when you roll dice against somebody else to battle them it's really exciting when you roll dice in Monopoly to see how much you move and things like that Um, and so I I definitely want to somehow incorporate cards dice and a board game to make a combination game I want it to look very beautiful when it's laid out on a table and you have all your friends surrounding it and you have you know different things going on in different parts of the board and it's it's something that you have to incorporate everything that you're looking into and it just looks nice overall um so that's what i want uh that was my general basis of ideas that i had and then i came down to um breaking down what type of game or what games, you know, what ideas do I want to present into a game. Um, And this is where we are uh, currently. And the ideas that I've come up with are, um, you know, like some form of world battling game where you you claim different worlds and you're in space and you battle to see who can claim, you know, the most part of the galaxies and things like that. Kind of like Risk um, and things like that. Um, And then I came up and then I thought, well, I really do like medicine. You know, I'm a pre-med degree and things like that. So I was like, well, maybe I can invent a medicine game. You know, there's not, you know, you have operation, but there's not really too many other games that are out there that are, you know, medical related. And then I was like, you know, I used to draw these little like doodles in my notebook where I would, uh, you know, I'd have like a stick figure with you know, a rocket launcher, and then I draw, like, a poorly drawn helicopter, and I was like, what if I design a game somewhere around the drawings that I'd make and call, you know, battle, like, you'd battle between the different drawings that you had and things like that. Um, Then I thought, what if I don't make any competition in the game other than you're competing against everybody else without affecting them? Like, you have your own grid, and you're just trying to work in your own grid and things like that. Um, And then I was thinking, what if we make like a Minecraft style game where your goal is to, you know, you get resources by doing different part by going to different parts of the world and things like that. And you have a goal to go here and beat this thing. And then, uh, you know, I watched Parks and Rec and uh, Ben created Cones of Dunshire. And I was like, that's what I want my game to look like, like that level of complexity in a way that, you know, but make it so much easier to understand. Obviously, the joke behind it was that it was a very complex game and very hard to understand, but I want, you know, it to look like that. You know, there's different, you know, settings in the game and things like that, and I want it to, you know, just have a good feel when you look at the game board and you're like, man, this game looks really good. But anyways, 
I think I've decided between three games, and um, I'm open to hear suggestions and open to hear what you guys think. Uh, but overall, I'm basically uh, my my basis is that um, you know I'm between the medical game, the space race type game, and then the uh, what I'm just calling right now notebook wars um game where you have different little characters that you fight and things like that and it's all like based around those little drawings that i'd make um so that's where we are in the board game process i want to keep you guys updated as we go um this won't be a weekly segment unlike nerdy news um which is a weekly segment just because you know, that thing is easy to keep up. This will be on the back burner, and I'll bring it up occasionally. If you guys want to hear more about it, just let me know, and I'll give you guys updates. But once again, the uh, board game is the least of my concerns. Uh, it's just kind of something fun that I wanted to do on the side as we sit down and work on it. Um, but anyways, let's get uh, let's get our final thing. Uh, let's get our closing here. Let's wrap up everything that we talked about today. Uh, in summation... Um, you know, Samsung coming out with the Galaxy Fold, that's going to be a revolutionary thing for telephones and cell, or cell phones. I don't know why I said telephones. For cell phones in general, because now more companies are going to be looking into uh, using these uh, styles of folding devices to come up with something. Um, you know, folding phones are coming back, I guess, it seems like. Uh, you know, um, I think that the phone is overpriced, but you know, for it being a leading phone, and I think that people will still buy it, obviously, and I think that uh, you know, I personally won't be buying it, but we'll see. Um, and then after that, we talked about how online gaming has affected me. I think that online gaming is misunderstood and people can use it to create and also keep friendships alive. And if not strengthen them, uh, at least keep them the same and expand their horizons and the things that they enjoy to talk about. Uh, and then now I'm working on creating a board game. So we'll see how that goes and we'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, but thank you so much for listening to uh, this. Um, this is a podcast, actually. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with all of your other nerdy friends because they are also nerds, and I think that they would enjoy it. Uh, leave some comments or tweet at me or find some way of contacting me uh, of a way that you guys want to... Um, of what you want to hear next week or in future uh, podcasts. Um, make sure that you go and check out my Twitch, my Twitter, uh, all my other social medias. All those will be in the link of this podcast. Once again, the link for the uh, the article that I read and the video that I watched over the Samsung Galaxy Fold will be in the description down below. Also, make sure you go and find all of your nerdy friends to uh, go and hang out with online because that will make it you know, so much more fun. Um, and anyways, I am going to finish out this vlog today or, oh my gosh, I don't know why I keep on calling it a vlog. I want to finish out this podcast today with a inspirational quote like always, but we are going to be doing it a little bit differently. And today's quote will be coming from, um, the new Google pixel that I got. They're not a sponsor. I just really enjoy the phone and I think it would be cool to have the Google assistant tell us an inspirational quote. So, Let's uh, let's get right into it. Uh, thank you again, and let's get an inspirational quote. Okay, Google, give me an inspirational quote. George Bernard Shaw said, Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. All right. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. George Bernard Shaw, basically go out there, create a legacy for yourself, you're not going to, you know, you already know what you want to do. You're going to find yourself either way, but, you know, creating who you are is going to be the important thing in life. Thank you again for watching this. Hopefully you guys have a great rest of the week, and I will see all of you guys next Monday. Peace out. Do, 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 do.